There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. with me Carly. Hope you are all well witches. On today's episode we are talking all about hallowed days. So sacred days created by you within your craft and we will also be looking at the witch's birthday. Witchy ways you can honour another year of your witchy soul being on this planet in this incarnation. I'm so sorry, we don't have a book review today. The book I'm reading is a hefty one. And me and Rachel have been finishing up our second Hedgewitch book, all about Lamas and Mabon. So I've truly been under the cosh. But I'm nearly finished with the book I'm reading. And I definitely want to tell you all about this one. Before we get started, I want to say a huge thank you to you witches for all your kind words following the last episode. I had so many nightmares on the night I put that episode out. I put it out late in the day and I woke up in the middle of the night and I was so close to deleting it. It felt so uncomfortable. I felt so exposed, but I left it and I woke up in the morning to so many lovely messages from so many of you saying it resonated, how you'd been going through or gone through many similar themes on your own crooked path. So thank you. It meant such a lot to hear from you and it made me feel much more confident with putting out content of a similar nature relating to shadow work. Last episode, I mentioned how I always know I'm coming out of a period of healing through shadow work. When I begin to create again and contemplate that which I would like to manifest, this made me think back to almost a year ago when I started the Patreon, the White Witch Coven. I'd not long read The Holy World, written by Danielle Dolsky, and within that book, she talked about setting time aside every week where you invest time into yourself and into your practice, even if it's just an hour. She refers to these as holy days. You might wish to decide what is your holy day, perhaps based on the days of the week when it comes to spell work. I opted to refer to mine as hallowed days. The word hallowed has always fascinated me, an archaic word that originates from the 12th century. The word hallowed comes from the old English word hallig, which in modern times has become the more familiar word holy, a word that resounded with how I wanted my practice to feel sacred, revered, important, venerated, 
holy, of great importance and honoured, so that in effect I would want to come back to my practice every day, even if for a few minutes, a practice so sacred and bespoke that it would feel truly magical, and that would also become the cornerstone for the intentions I had set for myself and my craft. I found myself scheduling in these days a lot last summer and going into autumn, but with life getting really busy of late and also me having to temporarily pack away a lot of my witchy stuff so my altar, whilst my home was in the process of having viewings to sell it, I kept out my kitchen altar, but my main altar, it all went away. I felt quite disconnected from myself. I recognized how desperately I needed to reconnect with my altar, but not only that, my craft. So that would be done through setting myself some of these hallowed days again. I get it. I can tell what you're thinking. It's sometimes really hard. We all lead busy lives and it's difficult to reset, restart, especially in the summer months that can be intense and busy with even more sometimes social commitments. But in my humble opinion, this can often be when we need time to reconnect with ourselves more than ever as we find ourselves around others and their energy. So Danielle Dolsky writes in her book, The Holy World, carve out some holy time for yourself, ideally on the same day of the week around the same time. Perhaps Monday can be moon days or Fridays named for the Norse goddess of love, Frigga, can be your dedicated craft time. Whatever time you choose, ensure that it aligns with your schedule and will not feel overly burdensome. Whenever a new practice is added, often an old and outmoded one needs to go, to be sacrificed in order to make space. This sadhana will last for one month, so potentially vow to disengage with screens or other time suckers for a few hours before and after your designated holy time. Give yourself one hour to work your magic. Let go of any lofty expectations for how you will feel or what you will experience, but be completely open to sensing your internal divine nature. So in this, Danielle speaks on setting some time aside on a day each week. That might not work for you. You might opt to set aside an afternoon a month, an evening a month, perhaps a whole weekend a month, or even a week off work. Wherever you decide, you might want to cultivate this accordingly. Sometimes we simply need to breathe some life into our witchcraft practice because our old rituals and practices, they aren't working for us anymore. Or perhaps we find ourselves less infused than we were before. And this is where I find myself. Somewhat lost when it comes to my deities. I find I work less and less with them, but respectfully. I've explained this to them in journeying. But Hecate and the Morrigan came to me in the darkest of times and I'm not there anymore. I needed to find my own form of inner warrior. So the fiery Morrigan came along and did everything to help me extract myself from certain behaviors and people. Hecate is a deity I still resound with as ever. But I also find myself drawn to crone type deities such as Baba Yaga because of her 
I don't give a toss about societal norms, so tap me out attitude. Also because I have adopted much more of a solitary existence and I'm also honouring my intuition more, akin to the tiny doll within Vasilisa's story. In a nutshell, once again, I find myself injecting new life into my craft with things that resonate and make me feel excited to come to my altar or wherever it is that now reconnects me with being a witch. So this is the next part of my process for Hallowed Days, working on setting my intentions You may wish to uncover your intentions, perhaps through journaling in a bid to seek clarity around how you wish your practice and intentions to be. You might wish to take yourself off to neutral grounds, perhaps in nature and contemplate your new intentions, how you wish your practice to look. If you are looking to create a practice that involves more nature, then this certainly seems like the natural way to get started. Consider where is close to you within nature that you feel an affinity with. Perhaps plan one of your hallowed days out so that you can visit this place. Perhaps take your grimoire, your journal, divination tools and allow yourself some time to write on exactly how you wish your practice to be. What intentions you wish to set, what you might be struggling with within your life right now what you wish you could achieve within your craft and how your craft will make you feel. Get everything down into your journal and maybe use these as the cornerstones for how you wish to form your holy days and practice in general. Scan for any words you find yourself writing out whilst journaling that might feel as though they belong within your craft. So, for instance, the word hallowed became a word I kept coming back to. Which words come up that you wish to live by or incorporate into your craft? Are there parts of the craft that you will dedicate your holy days to? Perhaps learning tarot, scrying, developing your psychic abilities. Perhaps you identify as a green witch and want to develop your skills with plants or herbs. Do you wish to find a deity to work with? Perhaps you wish to work on journeying to meet your spirit guide or even strengthen your relationship with the spirit guide that you already have. Do you have shadow work you wish to make a start on? Do you have areas within your life you wish to work on or heal? Do you want to start a coven? Do you want to join a coven? What witchcraft books do you want to read this year? Are there witchy places you wish to visit on these hallowed days? This might look like setting an intention across a certain amount of time relating to your crafts. You might discover your intentions are related to a completely different area of your life. You might wish to create magic around manifesting abundance, a new career, a new partner, best friend. You might be surprised what comes up when you really have the chance to look into it. You might be surprised on what gets you excited. Look to see what gets you firing on all cylinders and inspired to take action. So once that you started to get some ideas around your intentions, you might wish to plan out each week what you will do for your next holy day. 
It might vary for you each week, dependent on how much time you have available and when you can fit it in. Some days you might just have an hour to spare, some weeks a whole day. Don't be afraid of interchanging days either. Perhaps you might have spell work to carry out on your next hallowed day. That's more relevant to work on a Wednesday due to the correspondences or you. The main aim is really to incorporate some dedicated time to your craft in a bid to feel aligned and connected. It's the feeling of connection that I search for with these days. You might decide to begin your holy day with a meditation, maybe a prayer that you've crafted from the words that you feel most aligned with, perhaps a smoke cleansing or staining ceremony, journeying or communion with your deities, ancestors or spirit guides. You might opt to focus your practice around healing, grounding, energy work, shielding, spell work, or even studying aspects of the craft that you wish to develop. You might dedicate your hallowed days to working on shadow work, perhaps reparenting your inner child, maybe journaling, working on forgiveness, gratitude, acceptance, compassion, whatever your soul might be struggling with. As you reach some of the Sabbaths, you could opt to arrange your hallowed day to become the day of the Sabbath. This could give you opportunity to maybe read up on traditions, perhaps create some of your own and embark on maybe different forms of the craft. So perhaps some kitchen witchery, maybe green witch activities that link into that day's symbolism. I feel like whatever I do on my hallowed days, sometimes journaling or logging in my book of shadows, what I've discovered that day or how I'm finding the process really can be worthwhile. You can track how you might be progressing in studies that you're carrying out, what new ideas have come to mind or areas of healing that you find you're having breakthroughs in. And you might want to keep a log of any spell work or rituals that you carry out. This might get you really excited with the thoughts of investing some of this time in yourself. But again, like me, you might come back to the thoughts of, well, where can I find the time? I had to be really honest with myself recently and take a good strong look at how much time I was watching crappy TV shows, not Vikings, that could to me never be deemed as crappy, But things like incessant scrolling through apps like Facebook, Instagram, I've had to take them off my phone the majority of the time. Don't even get me started on TikTok. I had to delete that from my phone a long time ago as it feels like a complete crack addiction for me. The minute I got on it, I could lose hours watching stuff that has no interest or relevance to me whatsoever. You might want to really get honest on other areas of life that you can claw back some time on. I know for me, I have started to think, well, I know I will feel more connected and witchy if I sacrifice time with doing this or maybe time with this person or working smarter where I can to make more time for what's important to me. The more connected I am with my intuition, myself, my spirit, like deities, guides, my craft, I always find life feels better anyway, and I feel more resilient and stronger. Again, I appreciate this might just not work for you right now with your time of life or setup, 
but it might be you start dreaming or thinking on a time in the future where things ease off and you might be able to get started with this if you so choose. So I need to add a caveat here and say if you only stirred a spoon in your coffee widdishons last week in order to banish something from your life, that's perfect. I currently eat, sleep, which repeat because of an interest in the craft that turned into a day job and my income, but that was never meant to happen. It was never on the cards. It was never planned. But I have also worked in an office job, full-time, long hours, as a single mum with minimal, if any, time to myself to hone my craft. So please don't listen to this episode and feel any pressure. You are a witch no matter what time you have to dedicate to your craft. I had weeks, months, even times sometimes now where I don't actually get to do anything other than what I might get to do for work. So please don't listen to this and think, oh my goodness, you know, I've got to do this. You don't. This is simply to inspire you if you already have some time carved out, if you have a little bit of time you can use and hopefully maybe just inspire you if you feel it needs a bit of a spruce up, a little bit of energy injected into it. Anyway, In summary, here are some of the five cornerstones I'm trying to work on for my craft. Number one, know what my intentions are and establish my goal for the short or long term. So as part of this, I read or learn as much as I can relating to my craft and navigate and define my path as I go along. Number two, focus. So using my journeying or meditation practice to connect with self and as a doorway to the other world to assist with creativity, divine guidance and inspiration. Number three, cast. Keep practicing and performing my rituals, no matter how big or small. Practice visualizations and work on mastering my thoughts and words. Number four, connect. Spend time with myself regularly to connect with self process emotions, thoughts and feelings, connect with other witches to share notes, seek inspiration and for support within my craft. So I know many of us can be solitary witches. You might want to connect with other witches on Instagram. You might want to, I'm not giving you the big sale, but you might want to pay three pounds just to join the Discord community or my Patreon. There are loads of ways you can speak to witches for free, honestly. So don't feel you've got to kind of sign up and join anything to do that. But you may feel that that actually inspires you with your craft and you gain other ideas from other witches. It is entirely up to you. Number five, transform. Use my power to continue to change and improve my life and self. Connect with nature and the universe and that which I truly desire to manifest. So I often receive lovely messages from witches who write to me to ask if they are a witch, you know, they're just coming to the craft and deep down they know they are because they feel it and often they are already practicing but nothing I say really will change their mind and that's fine, it's more that they need to give themselves permission to decide or acknowledge that they are. I've really started to have a love for affirmations, which we touched on on last week's podcast episode. If you wish to connect or reconnect with your inner witch, 
You might wish to use some affirmations to tie in with your craft. These affirmations, you might decide to write them down in your journal, add them to a vision board if you have one, or maybe just place them somewhere that you can see them. Read and repeat them perhaps to yourself and pick out the ones that stand out the most for you. Think about your identity, who you are and who you want to become. It's your life. You can be whoever you want to be. Focus on your emotions and feel what you're saying. Looking in the mirror while you say them is a powerful way to start and, of course, follows on from the work we did on mirror work. Affirmations can help you harness the power of positive thinking and mindfulness. They create good habits and can help overall improve your well-being. So here are some powerful affirmations for witches. Number one, I am a witch. Number two, I am powerful. Number three, magic flows through me. Number four, I'm connected to a long line of witches before me. My magic protects me. I love myself, the earth and my deities. I create as I speak. I influence reality. My ancestors guide me. Everything I do, I do with intent. Witchcraft unleashes my strength. I love myself and my shadow self. My path is filled with knowledge, love and prosperity. My life is a tapestry I choose to weave. I'm part of nature. Nature is part of me. Every spell and ritual teaches me something new. And every day I have more faith in my magic. Those affirmations came from 50 Powerful Affirmations for Witches on a website called Emily Underworld. I will add that to the show notes so you can see all 50 of those if you want to work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So talking of sacred days in the form of hallowed days, so Sabbaths and so on, what could be more sacred than your birthday? Consider how long your soul has lived on this planet and the many moons it has been here for. The earliest mention of a birthday dates back to around 3000 BC, where the Bible refers to a Pharaoh's birthday in Genesis 40:20. 20. 
Pharaohs were crowned by ancient Egyptians when they were believed to have transformed into gods. This moment signified their birth as a god. The ancient Greeks continued the Egyptian tradition of celebrating the birth of their gods, but the Romans were the first people to celebrate birthdays for non-religious individuals, such as friends and family. The Romans held on to the Greek belief that everybody had a protective spirit or demon that was present at his or her physical birth and kept watch over them throughout their life. According to the law of birthdays from 1952, these spirits had a mystic relation with the god on whose birthday the individual was born. Authors Ralph and Adeline Linton further explain. Originally, the idea of birthday greetings and wishes for happiness were rooted in magic. The working of spells for good and evil is the chief usage of witchcraft. One is especially susceptible to such spells on his birthday, as one's personal spirits are about at that time. Birthday greetings have power for good or ill because one is closer to the spirit world on this day. Good wishes bring good fortune. But the reverse is also true. So one should avoid enemies on one's birthday and be surrounded only by well-wishers. Happy birthday and many happy returns of the day are the traditional greetings. Like many other pagan cultures, the ancient Greeks believed that significant days, such as those involving major change, saw both good and evil spirits appear to communicate with the gods. People would burn candles on these days for protection and to ward off the evil spirits, believing they had magical properties and representing light in the darkness. The flames of these candles were also used to send prayers to the gods, blowing them out after the wish had been sent. As well as lighting candles, loved ones would offer cheerful greetings and good wishes to the birthday person, and music and singing was encouraged to deter any unwanted spirits. So why do we give birthday presents? Giving gifts is a tradition based on the offering of sacrifices to gods to appease them. In particular, the ancient Greeks celebrated the birthday of Artemis, the lunar goddess, by offering moon-shaped cakes decorated with lighted candles to represent her beauty. Based on its origins, celebrating the day you were born is considered a pagan ritual. Early Christians and Jews didn't celebrate birthdays because of the connection to paganism, and up until the 4th century, the Christian church believed birthday celebrations were evil. So, Here are some special ways you might wish to celebrate your next birthday. Another hallowed day, another sacred day. If deities have their own special days in their honour, full of offerings and fire rituals, then why the hell can we not? If your birthday has already passed and you feel inspired to carry out one of these rituals or have your own extra birthday, well, the Queen has two birthdays and there's no reason that you can't too. You might even decide you have your own birthday that you celebrate with friends or maybe like an additional witchy birthday where akin to where they had a birthday when somebody was birthed as a god. This could be the day that you decide you become a witch or you initiate again as a witch or maybe you're starting afresh with your craft and you use this day as your witchy birthday, perhaps even choosing your own witch name. 
whatever you decide. Anyway, here are some witchy birthday rituals and inspo that might inspire you. So number one, you might want to build an altar to yourself. You can fill it with all your favorite things. So maybe memorabilia from your life, pictures, flowers, any birthday cards that you get, all your favorite delights, really express yourself and just celebrate being you. You can even add a candle for some birthday candle magic. You can add to your altar throughout your birthday month to make the magic and fun continue. You might want to, each time you add an item to your altar, say a blessing or again, an affirmation to yourself, such as, this is the best year of my life so far. May I be blessed with happiness, joy, and love. With every item I add, my blessings increase. Or you could simply sing happy birthday to yourself. So some ideas for your altar, same as we do with deities and so on, you might want to add your favourite food and drink, maybe candles, art, herbs, crystals, stones, memorabilia, small gifts for yourself, little statues, pictures, birthday cards, flowers, charms. You might want to perform a candle spell for yourself. Candle spells are, of course, already a deeply ingrained part of birthday celebrations. Here's some ways you can make birthday candles even more magical. So you could dedicate a candle to a specific intent you wish to create in the coming year. So as a birthday candle spell, dress it with your favorite oil or one that matches your intent. You might want to carve your candle. You might want to roll it in herbs. Again, the herbs can match your intention, your goal for the year, or they could just be your favorite green allies. Add it to your birthday altar if you create one and make sure to light it at least once each day. You can also choose the color of the candle or candles on your birthday cake to match your desires for the forthcoming year. We will come back to this. And of course, make sure to focus intently on what you wish for both when you light the candle and when you blow it out. Number three, you might want to gift yourself flowers. It's a nice tradition to always give yourself a birthday present. And what better gift than a bouquet of flowers, whether you buy them or grow them, give yourself the magical gift of flowers, perhaps in a vase. In a vase, they're said to symbolize spirit and can be a wonderful addition to your birthday altar. So you could create your own spell, maybe using the Victorian language of flowers. You could build yourself a bouquet symbolizing all that you wish to bring into your life in the coming year, or just stick to a bouquet of a single flower that symbolizes your main focus or goal for the year. Number four, you could write yourself a love letter. So maybe write a letter to your future self that you open on your next birthday. You can include everything that's happened since your last birthday that you're proud of. You could tell yourself what you want to accomplish by your next birthday. You might want to give yourself well wishes, blessings and words of encouragement. You can maybe scent the paper you use with your favourite fragrance. You could pick the stationery based on your favourite images or colours. You might want to add some dried flowers or herbs that match the wishes that you have for yourself. 
You can fold the letter and seal it and save it to open on your next birthday. Number five, my absolute favorite, enhance your birthday cake with some kitchen magic. You can incorporate all kinds of kitchen witchery when it comes to your birthday cake. From the cake flavor to the filling, to the color of the icing, to the candles on top, the whole thing can be a spell symbolizing what you wish to bring into your life or to create for yourself in the coming year. Just like the cake, you can layer your magic. So you might want to pick the flavor of your cake based on what you want to bring into your life. And you could choose your filling to match and enhance your manifestation. So here are some magical cake ingredients. So chocolate, its magical properties relate to lust, passion, decadence, luxury. It's said to calm restless spirits and it is the food of the gods. Then we have apple. Its magical properties are love, fertility, repels negativity, healing, prosperity, divination, garden magic, and it's sacred to Avalon. Vanilla. So its magical properties relate to love, money, blessings, sweetness. It's an aphrodisiac, tranquility, and reconciliation. Then we have coffee, which relates to vitality, concentration. It awakens psychic senses and it removes blocks. Then we have carrot. So for carrot cake, relates to clarity, peace, insight, love and fertility. Then we have lemon, purification, clarity, protection. It clears negativity and it relates to luck and success. And lastly, honey sweetens the outcome of spells, relates to love, prosperity, wealth and blessings. If you're making the cake yourself, you might want to include magical symbols or sigils. And the most important bit, eat the magic. With each bite of cake, allow yourself to fully ingest the magic that you built. So many of us remember making a wish and blowing out candles on our birthday cakes as kids. Some of us still do this today. But when we were kids, many of us were probably completely unaware that by making this wish by the light of a burning mini candle in an offering of flour and sugar, we were working our first simple spells. With birthdays being a great day of astrological alignment for us, it is a great time to set aside a few minutes to do some wish magic, not unlike that stuff we did as kids. One thing could just be the simple use of a small incantation when blowing out your birthday candles that you might be presented with. You might want to recite this while visualizing your wish. When you blow out the candles, see your wish and desire being carried on the smoke up to the gods and the universe to fulfill. So the incantation is, a year has come, a year has passed, I'll make my birthday wish at last. Magic powers, old and new, make my birthday wish come true. And I'll add that to the show notes. 
Candle magic is ideal on your birthday. So even common, simple candle magic with a single candle, maybe in a color corresponding to your astrological sign, maybe carved with your zodiac symbol, maybe your name. You can add runes or symbols representing a specific desire. These can all be just a great simple way to cast a simple wish spell for yourself. You might want to use these color correspondences linked to your astrological sign. So for Aquarius, you might want to use sky blue, Pisces, lavender, Aries, red, Taurus, green, Gemini, pink, Cancer, silver, Leo, gold, Virgo, navy, Libra, green, Scorpio, red, Sagittarius, navy, and Capricorn Brown. Ideally, magic works on your birthday should be magic that might be considered selfish in nature. It is a day to honour yourself and to prepare for seeing your wishes come to fruition over the next year. But while doing that, you might want to acknowledge and celebrate any of your accomplishments as well. And you might want to give thanks for what you have before asking for more. You can use the cake itself as part of the magic. A birthday cake prepared with love brings positive energy to the recipient. Food is a magical tool and can be used for positive change in your life. The preparation of food with a particular intention in mind is old magic. Look at food as sacred. Let the act of preparing, cooking and eating food be a sacred act. When preparing foods for specific magical purposes, cook with purpose and care and keep your goal in mind, whether it be love, money, protection, health, fertility, sex, strength or psychic awareness, whatever it might be. Always stir clockwise. Clockwise motion is thought to be in harmony with the apparent movement of the sun in the sky and has been linked with life, health and success. I particularly like this ritual from Dwell in Magic website, which was taken from the book Simple Abundance by Sarah Ban Brefnick. Distinguish the birthday of your life in a special way. Take a soothing bath, symbolically washing away any of the past year's pain, sorrow, regrets, mistakes and guilt. Light a small candle for each year. Put them on a tray or spread them around your bedroom. Oh my goodness, my 40th is going to come up soon and it's going to be a huge fire hazard. Oh my God, there's going to be so much light radiating then. No one wants to die on their birthday, so please be really careful if you do this. Put on your favourite playlist, light your favourite incense, maybe have your favourite bouquet of flowers next to your bed. Put on a brand new pair of pyjamas and get into a freshly made bed. Or you might want to just be in your birthday suit. Offer a personal psalm of thanksgiving for your life. As the candles burn, reflect on your personal journey so far. Look through old and new photographs. Read through parts of your journal and remember all the wonderful moments from the past year. There's definitely some pages in my journal I need to avoid like the plague. Ask for a birthday gift that only the universe can bestow. You might want to have a glass of champagne or something equally decadent if you don't drink and open the perfect gift you've beautifully wrapped for yourself. 
birthdays and new beginnings and also moments of personal closure. Only you know the last year you've lived and what you need. So here is a birthday spell that you might want to try. For this, you will need a birthday, your real birthday or your witch birthday, as we mentioned earlier. Some paper, a pen, a new house plant that you could gift yourself for your birthday. An envelope small enough to fit your paper into that can fit into your pot unless you are planting it outside but I'll explain more on that soon. And this is the process. So on your birthday, write your wish on your paper. You might wish to carry out some color magic with your paper being related to your desire. So perhaps pink for self-care or friendship, red for passion or love, green for money or growth. Place your paper into your envelope and concentrate your energy and intention into the paper and the envelope. Visualize your wish being fulfilled. So you can either place your envelope and paper underneath your pot or you could place it down the side of your pot, whatever you prefer. And as you tend the plant throughout the coming year, you are symbolically tending your desire represented on the paper in or under the pot. So I have a birthday ritual that you might want to try. So take three spell type candles or even birthday candles, which do of course make great spell candles. Ideally a blue one to represent your past a yellow one for your present and a white one for your future. If you haven't got those colors, white will always do. You might want to lay these out on your altar, perhaps with some green leaves or foliage around them to represent growth. Entirely up to you, not essential. So light your blue candle or the candle to represent the past. You might wish to say something along the lines of, these are my yesterdays. Contemplate all your memories of the past year, how you have grown, what you have achieved and done, and spend a few moments here. When you are ready, light your yellow candle or your candle representing the present. You might wish to say, this is my today. Think on where you are right now, who your relationships are with, what your passions are, your favorite things, what you are learning right now. Give yourself a few minutes here to contemplate. When you're ready, light the future candle or your white candle. And you may wish to say, these are my tomorrows. And as this candle burns, think on all you wish to learn, be, do and manifest for this forthcoming year. That's all I have for you, witches. If I happen to have caught you on your birthday, have the most magical day. If you would like more content from me, you can find me on the White Witch Coven over on Patreon. Just £6 a month, you can access a meditation, folklore retelling, hedge witch studies, Patreon podcast episode, Witchy Coven over on Discord. We have a coven get together once a month. Our next one will be for La Masse. We also have the Literary Witches Coven. We are just starting to read, so there's still time to get involved. The Black Witch, written by Laurie Forrest. Keep an eye out in the next few days. We'll be releasing our second Hedge Witch book, Rachel and I, all about La Masse and Mabon. Very excited for that. It's been a lot of hard work, but well worth it. We're really excited. We hope you like it. 
You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, all those great places. And if you could leave a review for the podcast, I'd be so grateful. It really helps with the work that I do. Aside from that, sending you so much witchy love. Have a great week.